Hey everybody, uh, this is Trevor Lee and this is episode 71 of the Running 44 at 60 podcast. Now on today's show I've got Colin Bave who is going to come on and talk about the Grizzly which was uh, the last race, uh, certainly in the southwest before the lockdown in 2020 and it's coming back in March 2022 but it's one of those iconic events it's got 2,000 places, but they sell out very quickly. And Colin is going to share his experiences of the, of the Grizzly. He's completed it 10 times, 10 successive years, starting in 2011. So really looking forward to Colin sharing that with us. Now, if you want to share your plans for 2022, uh, what you're planning to do, then um, I'm going to do a little episode quite soon. And a big shout out to Tom Larkins and Phil Begner who've uh, sent me information about what they're doing. If you want to be included in that, I'm, I need a few more of the people. Just get your phone out, go on to like voice memo on your phone, just record for a minute or two on your phone what you're going to be doing in 2022 or less, and then just send me the file. You know, you can email it to me, Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk, or use that same email address to Dropbox it or we transfer it or whatever you want to do to get it to me. So that would be fantastic. And uh, if you want to come on the show, you know, then do get in touch. Or if you know someone you think would make a great guest, then do let me know who that would be because I want to keep this podcast going. Um, it was originally started as my uh, motivational tool for the this year's Classic Quarter. Um, but, you know, it seems it's getting more and more popular. And uh, thank you very much for listening. If you do listen, well, clearly you are listening. <laughs> but the numbers are growing, growing much more than I expected. So that's absolutely fantastic. So do share it uh, and do do uh, leave a review. That would be amazing. It's quite easy to do somewhere on your podcast phone app. You can leave a review. That would be uh, fantastic. And as I say, if you do want to come on the show, then get in touch and, uh, yeah, we'll record an episode. So if you've done a particular run that you want to share details about, that would be fantastic. If you've got top tips for runners, that would be great. So you might be, you know, a physio, you might be a shoe person, whatever it could be. All right. Anyway, enough of all that. Let's, uh, Let's go and meet Colin. Okay, so Colin, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Good, good to be back again. Do you know um, this is going to be episode seventy-one, and you and uh, your wife Nick first appeared, believe it or not, on episode seven, and it went out on October the second, twenty nineteen. So it's exactly two years ago. Wow! <laughs> Doesn't time fly? And uh, um, congratulations on the way that your podcast has been going. It seems to be growing and growing, which is great. Well, thank you very much. And I, I did note that at the time you were talking about mini cheddars, malt loaves, 24-hour races, arc of attrition, 100 milers and all that stuff. So so since we spoke last on the podcast show, Colin, clearly lots of things have changed in the running world. But um, what, have you, what have you been we – we're going to talk about the Grizzly, but before we do that, what have you been up to this year then? The big one that I've done was the Boyd. So uh, the Bring Out Your Dead, part of the Rosalind August Trail uh, Rat Series, a silly 24-hour running on the coast path, two and a half miles out, two and a half miles back, repeat for 24 hours. And (laughs) there is the odd Cornish step on it as well uh um which you very much know because you've 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 run them yourself there's uh, uh not for 24 hours i, I like yeah. to say <laughs> now last time you're on the show you'd want you were the reigning champion did you did you yes. ret- did you retain your title not 
by any stretch of the imagination, uh, it was actually quite good because I knew that there was a lot of good people turning out and that turned out to be the case. And uh, I came out ninth this time. Okay. Uh, having um, Previously, I managed uh, 80 miles. This time, I only managed 65. Okay. And it was it's worth, worth going through because uh, I've done uh, something around 30 ultras now, I think. Uh, some, something of that order. Wow. So 25, 30. And I still get things wrong. And uh, one of the big things when you're doing an ultra distance is being able to eat. It's often termed that you're you're not doing a running race; you're doing an eating race mm. because if you're if mm. if you're if you're you cannot run for that distance without refueling. Yeah, Mar- marathon marathon distance. Some people can run marathon distances without fueling. Not not me. I definitely eat on marathon. But if you go beyond that, it's you have to eat. And if you can't eat whilst you're running. Uh, which is surprisingly difficult, then you uh, hit the wall, bonk, various terms for it, but basically you stop going. And for me, I thought I was doing really well. I was drinking, I was eating, and generally thought that I'd got that sort of side of things right. But um, come four o'clock in the morning or thereabouts, I just ran out of fuel. And combined with tiredness, uh, severe tiredness to the point I reckoned I was micro-sleeping whilst running along, I just basically came to a complete halt, uh, well, uh, walked walked back and was very, very close to DNFing on it. And it was just purely because I, I ran out of fuel. Yeah. Um, so I knew I'd run out of fuel. So I got back, ate, uh, ate a lot and thought, right, I need to pick, pick me up. So the classic pick me up, pick me up is Coke, uh, flat Coke. Uh, it's got a load of sugar in it and a bit of caffeine. <laughs> I wonder what uh, sort of Coke you've got to talk about then, yeah, Colin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about the, the black liquid variety. Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, so I drank a, a, um, a third of a litre of Coke. I don't drink tea or coffee, rarely drink uh, um, Coke itself. So caffeine is something I don't normally have. So I had a monster hit of sugar, a monster hit of caffeine and suddenly i was off running again great so well, you might there think, you go well good for you yes, that you uh yeah, the, the, the problem was i got two-thirds of the way round uh, the the next lap and it all wore off oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah I, I came uh yeah caffeine gives you a high but it also gives you a very big low and i i hit the floor then and that was even worse than what i was on the previous oh, lap gosh. so uh yeah i i had about five hours of really not being particularly happy um and then 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 i got the food level back in myself and came back into it and i would say the sun came up but it was started raining but uh car- carried on going and uh, managed to complete the 24 hours so i was, I was pleased that i managed oh, that great. Well, I, it's I, a, I was was close to it, dropping out it's always good to let somebody else have the chance of winning isn't it you know yeah, so, of course. Uh, now yes. we're going to be talking about the grizzly in a minute but have you got any other running plans for 2022 yes i've uh, it's it's the continuation of the silly silly things um you you did the classic quarter and a week later i did um the mud crew traverse which is basically exactly the same same thing however Next year, uh, Mud Crew are expanding it a little bit. So uh, rather than starting at the Lizard and going to Land's End, you start start at um, Land's End, go to the Lizard, and then go from the Lizard to Land's End. So basically (laughs) an out and back of uh, 45 miles each leg. So uh, Goodness um, me. Yeah, we're going to give that one a go, which if, you know, I do the 100 miles 
arc, which covers the same same ground, uh, very different time of year. That is generally cold, cold and wet. Yeah. The traverse could be seriously hot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 90 miles in properly hot weather, that, that could be very interesting. So I, I, I don't know how that's going to go. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Grizzly because um, the Grizzly is returning. Now, my understanding, Colin, and I think you can you know, check on this for me, is that the 2020 version of the Grizzly was virtually the last big event of its kind before lockdown. Was that right? Yes, it was basically the the, the weekend before. Uh, um, there, there was lots of rumours as to whether or not lockdown was going to happen uh, and whether or not the race was going to go ahead. But they decided to run the race and uh, then the week after it, it was lockdown. So um, it was the last, last one for an awful long time. So, yeah. Now, you've done it 10 times and... Um, my research suggests that you can do a nine mile one called the Cub, which pays, and then the full one, which is twenty miles. So, so you know, give us give us the lowdown. This I've not, I don't know anything about the Grizzly. I'm sure some of our listeners don't either. So, uh, so should we be thinking this is a great thing we should be targeting in 2022? In my view, absolutely yes. But it is a particular type of run, uh, which is not for everybody. So it, it's not flat tarmac at root it's uh, very much the opposite of that it's uh, the the route itself i would say is about a third on tarmac a third on trails and uh sort of gravel gravel path if you like and a third on sort of footpath type type terrain uh, with a bit of going through field but there is uh, other bits and pieces on it so the the very first half mile is a uh, half mile on shingle and this okay. is uh, uh, um, the race starts in Seaton in Devon and runs along the Shingle Beach there. There is roughly uh, typically 2,000 runners take part. So you've got 2,000 runners all stumping on shingle at the same time. And that really makes makes a noise. Does it? Oh, right. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 yes, it's, the, 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 it, it's a spectacular start. Wow. Uh, it certainly is. Um, if you've ever tried running on shingle, it's one of the hardest surfaces. is 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 as bad as running on on uphill on sand. Oh my gosh! Uh, you you seem to be running uphill the the entire time while, it, but you're just on the flat because your feet sink and um, you don't get a good purchase. So it's a, v- a very hard uh, start. It's it's quite important not to go off too hard because you can absolutely trash yourself in the first <laughs> half mile of a twenty mile race. Um, so. Uh, shingle is one of the obstacles. The bit that it's famous for, though, is uh, mud. Oh, yes. It has, it has a, uh, a various sections which can be muddy. So you're just talking about ordinary muddy paths, muddy footpaths. But they do take you through a couple of hundred metres of stream bed, for want of a better term. Um, it's uh, A stream runs through a boggy bit of ground, and that's where they take you. And you can easily be up to your knees or higher in in mud, depending on the, how the weather has been. It can be, um, you know, uh, sticky mud that you just run run through. It could be sticky mud that you sink into, and you know, walking is difficult. Or if it's been really raining really hard, the mud goes to a stage further, which is soup. 
<laughs> and then suddenly it's very easy to get through again because you, you you just uh, okay. wade through wade through a whole, okay. whole load of very dirty soup. No, I, uh, I, yeah, I, because you, you kindly sent me a couple of video clips, uh, one of which you recorded yourself, and uh, yeah. and one one somebody else had done. And yeah, I did see people um, hauling themselves along through the mud on ropes that were looked as though they'd yes. been supplied to do that. So. Uh, so yeah, so there's no there's no like going through tunnels and, uh, and, no, and climbing no, over bales that uh, are on fire and uh, all that sort of stuff. Then is there? And uh, no, there's there's very little of that. And the uh, the mud section, which everybody worries about, is really not not anything to worry about. It's like I say, the two hundred meters. Uh, you walk through it. Uh, it takes it slows you down. Gives you a bit a, a bit of a rest of nothing else. But you do it, and that that that's it. It isn't the major obstacle. Um, the the major obstacle is one I haven't mentioned yet, and that's the hills. Okay, it's yeah, I really, saw some of those in the video. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, it, ah. it's really quite a, a hilly route, and that is the the, the uh, I would say the hardest part of it is the fact that you're just going up and down hills all the time. Uh, and as you very much know, the downhills can be as much of a problem as the uphills. Um, some of them are grass banks, so some people don't aren't aware of what the right sort of footwear is. It's, it's a strictly off-road shoes type things, and people have road shoes and have Ooh. great fun sliding down grass banks. That uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's a little bit slippery. Very much a, an interesting uh, now, descent. Now, in the video I um, that you sent me, there was one. Uh, there was a sign. I think this was the video you shot yourself, and it said. Stairway to heaven, and then and then I don't know how far it was up. There was a there was a chap kind of preaching up the hill. You know? Yes, and I saw people, lots of bands on course as well. You know, it seems a very uh, high level of entertainment for the runners all the way around. It's absolutely a support that you have on that race. Is there's no, nothing like it in the southwest. There are people all the way around. There are multiple bands. Uh, one year I was running in through through a middle of a wood. And one of the supporters had brought his alpaca along. Uh, so there was an alpaca uh, uh, on the side of the, the road. And he was, you know, yeah, he, he, he just brought it along for the, the fun of it. Uh, there's bagpipe players. I saw that. Yeah, uh, I saw the yeah, bagpipe yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. Uh, there is a, uh, a Buddhist shrine has been set up on the side of the course. There are multiple food stops and food stations, all with their own uh, unique, you know, it's, it's not this... It, they're all they appear to be organized by the locals they're not really organized by the organizers because they're they're not they're, they're all different uh, a bacon bap was being offered <laughs> uh, uh uh you know you got your, your your usual chewy bars and bits of cake and uh, other bits of food and drink and obviously but they had, there was a fry up going on they were offering out bacon butters I, I saw that yeah in one of your videos there was a guy yeah with a, a barbecue cooking yeah. it live as you were running past absolutely yeah. yes yeah uh, did you have um, one did you have one i i didn't uh, <laughs> on that year i i was i was on a mission and didn't want to stop but okay. uh, you run through town of beer all uh, right, okay. Five, uh, a couple of miles away from Seaton. Well, there's beer at beer. Uh, <laughs> and the, the local beer company had a little stand and was doling out uh, little, little cups wow. of beer uh, so wow. just to, for the last bit back. So 2,000 people racing. I think it's one of the largest in the southwest. Yeah. Certainly one of the largest off-road sort of mass participation type thing well you know you've done it 10 times colin so and and the way you're talking about it so enthusiastically i'm imagining it's right up there in your sort of you know your top 10 uh, favorite races is it uh, uh yes it is i i, I it's it's 
it's not for everyone, but it's definitely one that everybody should try. Now there are two. So, there are two versions. So there's the twenty mile and the nine mile. So I'm yeah. sure. Well, I'm thinking like this, and I'm sure some of the listeners are as well. So, what do you need to do to be capable of the twenty miles? How long might it take? You know, um, um, you know, a pretty someone like me, a pretty slow runner. Do you reckon? There was a uh, on the Facebook group. Um, a question was asked one year, and we did a, did a survey, which was, uh, "How's your grizzly time relative to your marathon time?" And most people were within plus or minus ten minutes of their marathon time. Really. Okay. So uh, it's 20 miles rather than 26, but there are hills and the odd obstacle. Gosh. So, uh, um, wow. uh, peop- but people do get round it pretty quickly. It's not, there is, there are, there are hills, but there's also quite a lot of, of roads and stuff where people fly along. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, aim for your marathon time. Um, you mentioned the, uh, the nine mile cub. Uh, that's a good introduction to the race. If you're not sure that you can do the 20 milers, then join in with uh, the nine the nine doesn't ha- doesn't have a cutoff so you can go as slowly as you like on 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 the nine mile route it has the shingle it has some of the hills but it gives you a good idea of the of the whole thing uh but the 20 miler is 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 where you want to be at uh the 20 miler has an interest a rule for their cutoff uh rather than having a fixed time they have a fixed gap uh, and I can't remember offhand what it is, but basically, if there if there's a big gap between you and the a person in front of you, then that's when they could say, right, that's the end of the end of the race. Now, Colin, <laughs> you know, well, um, to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you uh, to uh, share a couple of top tips. But before we do that, um, I just want to share. I've just got the notes here, so you might be able to confirm this. But my understanding is March the sixth, 2022. That's the race day. Um, we're yep. talking about uh, Axe Valley Runners in Seton East Devon as the host club. So if anybody wants to find out about this, go and have a look on the Axe Valley Runners website. There's a whole section on the Grizzly there, which I've got on my other screen at the moment. And um, my understanding is that the entries open, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, of course. But if you're listening to it relatively quickly after it's gone out, 23rd of October at 12 noon is the time you need to be there and get your entry in. Because... I think Colin, this is a this is a quick seller, is it? Uh, yes, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this year because they've changed they've changed the way that they're doing entries. Uh, about uh, four or five four or five years ago, they did it first come first served. Uh, they then changed it to a ballot entry, and it's been ballot entry for the last uh, um, few years. Uh, they've now stopped that and gone back to first come first serve now. The last uh, last time they did uh, first come first served, I think it was sold out in six hours. Wow! Um, uh, and it's got more popular since then. Wow! Okay. So uh, I'm I'm anticipating that uh, it may well sell out in the first hour. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh goodness me! Uh, um, because um, a it's more popular, and b they've reduced the the entry. It used to be round figures. They used to have two and a uh, two thousand five hundred or something like that entrance with two thousand people running. They're now having two thousand entrance. Wow. So, uh, so if you're was... interested in doing the Grizzly, then you need to be online on Saturday, October the twenty third, twelve p.m. on the dot. Yeah. With your entry ready to go. God, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. So get that booked into your calendars. And also, I did notice, Colin, that. You know, in comparisons uh, with other similar big events, uh, it's it's twenty eight pounds and thirty pounds, depending whether you're affiliated, which seems very reasonable uh, for for the big event. I do notice that they're 
they're uh, as a, as I think more races will do. They're not including t-shirts this time because of you know yeah. sustainability things and how many you know we can only wear one t-shirt at once. You know when we've got ten thousand others already. So um, anyway, great stuff. So. I'll put all that stuff on the on the uh, in the show notes, everybody. So, Colin, to, to round this up, uh, have you got a couple of top tips then, based on your ten years of experience? You may have mentioned them already, but you know, <laughs> for, for people like me and anybody else who's thinking, right, come on, let's make let's give this a go and have a bit of fun in twenty twenty two. Right. First, first off, it's uh, an ultra marathon. Well, it's not an ultra marathon. It's um, it's twenty miles, but treat it like a marathon. So all of the rules associated with marathon with food and uh, nutrition, all, all of that uh, and training, all of that follows. Specific to the Grizzly, though, first of all, you need to get your entry in, as we've just, just mentioned. Uh, secondly, it's definitely an off-road route. Uh, and uh, you need, don't wear your old uh, trainers thinking, that they're going to get trashed in in the mud and all of the difficult things. Uh, I was running it one year and we hit the mud and uh, there was a guy in front of me that was diving around in the mud, uh, searching, obviously searching for his shoe. And uh, uh, it was like, oh, bad luck, mate. You, you know, uh, have fun finding your shoe in all of that lot. And he said, um, now I'm hiking it out, but uh, I, um, I'm at the race. And uh, uh, what happened was that he put his foot into the mud. It was big, gloopy, sticky mud, and he tried to pull his foot out. And uh, he pulled his foot out with the top of his shoe with the sole still at the bottom of the, of the hole. So uh, he literally ripped his shoe in half. And uh, speaking oh. to other people, it's happened to them as well. So uh, you don't want a, an old pair of shoes that are falling to bits because they could knock you out of the race. Goodness so, me. Uh, Goodness uh, me. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Well, I think what we'll do, Colin, is um, oh, sorry, was that is that the end of your tip? Sorry, uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. it's, it's yeah. um, try try train training on shingle if you can. Okay, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's the most horrible stuff you've ever come across. Uh, well, um, and uh, learning how to run on it is is. I, is the I've got well. a feeling. I think listeners, we should ignore that advice and we should just go for it on the day and experience it for the first time. <laughs> As the gun goes, you know, and think, oh, what am I doing here? And be absolutely exhausted after half a mile with only 19 and a half to go. Yes. Colin, it'd be great to have you back on the show. Presumably you get entered into the uh, Grizzly and uh, and um, maybe if, if we've both done it and we've got a few others, maybe you've done it, we'll do a recording uh, after the event uh, next year and uh, we can talk through our experiences. How about that? Sounds good to me. Great stuff. So, Colin, thank you very much again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. The best of luck with your winter training. Um, yeah. And uh, are you in for the uh, arc at all? In the in the. I, I'm I'm doing doing the arc again. So I'm in right in the midst of doing as much training as I can. Great. That's so, the, that's the hundred, is it? That's the hundred. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's the arc of attrition, which is very hard to get into as well at the end of. January, which we mentioned earlier. So um, I may well see you at, well, I'll see you before then, obviously, but I may well see you at one of the aid stations dishing out hot food to you at some point. So uh, I, I can remember seeing you before and I very much look forward to it. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I will I'll just take this opportunity to thank you and everybody else that uh, uh, that helps marshal and support the, uh, the ARC and all of the other events 
um, they wouldn't happen without without the support. So great, it's sir. greatly appreciated. Great, sir. Well, Colin, thank you very much for coming on. That's uh, terrific. And if anybody else is listening out there and you want to share your 2022 plans, then I'm going to do an episode fairly soon, which I mentioned in the last one about just send me a little audio clip, ideally. Record it on your phone and send it over to me, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And uh, sometime before the end of October, hopefully, I've got enough little clips um, to compile a little This Is What Everyone's Doing in 2022 uh, episode. So in the meantime, Colin, thanks very much indeed. Good luck with your training. And uh, again, uh, thank you very much for sharing all your top tips about the Grizzly. Thank you very much.